the way. You tell me first whether you're Ben Moon or not. It wasn't worth killing somebody over a question, even if it were a question he didn't care to answer. I am. You personally killed Claude Highsmith? I did. Did you shoot him in the back, mister? I can't see you taking Claude Highsmith unless you shot him in the back, not even you. You're pushing your luck, boy. The florid-faced bartender came around the end of the bar and said, Charlie, get your young ass out of here. Go on home. The kid's eyes narrowed. The bad complexion flushed pink. You go to hell, Joe Barber. Suddenly, the colt was in the kid's hand, the seven-and-a-half-inch barrel wavering between the bartender and the man in the linen duster. It had come to this, he thought, getting killed by a damn wet-nosed kid. Son of a bitch. Now what do you think, Mr. Ben Moon? What'll folks think when they see I killed the man who killed Claude Highsmith? Reckon they'll take notice? I reckon they will, kid. Yeah, goddammit, I reckon they will, too. It wasn't true, he thought, as he stood there staring down the barrel of the cocked colt. His whole life was not passing through his mind, as he'd heard tell it did when a man was about to die. Hell, not even one friend showed up to say goodbye. He just hoped the kid's aim would be true, find its mark, and leave him stone-cold dead. He'd been shot before, and it had hurt like hell. He didn't want to just get shot again. But the way the kid was waving the pistol around, it wasn't likely it was going to be a clean shot. The kid had a tick just under his left eye. Sweat glistened on his cheeks. He'd mess his pants. They always did. The movement was old and familiar and swift, but not so swift as to prevent the kid from pulling the trigger on the colt. The hammer fell with a click. The star banged hard and spewed a cloud of gray smoke. The slug caught the kid dead center, just above the belt buckle, and flung him onto his back. The colt clattered across the floor. For a long moment, there was a silence in the room so immense that it seemed as though time itself had simply stopped. The kid groaned softly. His head rolled from left to right. He could smell the beer-soaked sawdust. He thought he could smell something burning. The bartender knelt by the boy, took his wrist, and looked into the confused eyes. You been gut shot, Charlie. Have I? He asked, gritting his teeth and raising his head to study the spreading stain on his shirt front. I can't feel my legs, he said softly. The bartender shook his head. I thought I... Tears leaked out of the corner of the kid's eyes. Tell Mama. Tell her I got shot. Somebody get a doctor, the bartender said. Then it was decided that it would be better just to pick the kid up and carry him to the doctor's office. He cried out when they lifted him. Blood leaked from him and splattered the floor in the boots of the men that carried him. 
The bartender wiped his hands on the apron tied around his waist. He'll die. Ben Moon acknowledged the fact with a nod. He knocked the spent shell from his pistol and replaced it with a fresh load. Gutshot's a terrible way to die, said the bartender. The man in the linen duster placed both hands on top of the bar and seemed to stare at them for a long time. I reckon so, he said. You maybe didn't have to shoot him in the guts, mister. Are you still selling your whiskey? asked Ben Moon. The bartender nodded. Then pour. There was a long time of silence. Everything seemed to take on a slowness about it. The afternoon light slanted in through the doorway and touched the back wall, where an upright piano stood silent and unused. A regulator clock ticked on the